welcome to another episode of the Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. You may be watching on the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or you may be listening on a major podcast platform or at thebmgnetwork.com. I'm glad you're tuned in for this important episode on a topic that really should matter to every one of us, okay? And I'll start by sharing something I know you've heard before. It's an African proverb. It goes like this. It takes a village to raise a child. You've heard that before, right? It takes a village to raise a child. People quote it all the time and they believe in it, I suppose. They live by it. It takes a village. And and when someone says that, they're applauded because it speaks to the need for other people in the raising of our children. So important, in fact, that in 1996, Hillary Clinton wrote a book that is called It Takes a Village. And, uh, and in this book, she comments that each of us plays a part in every child's life. It takes a village to raise a child. And she also wrote in the book, how well we care for our own and other people's children isn't only a question of morality, our self-interest is at stake too. So again, other people's children and your own children, how well we care for them is about self-interest as well as morality. So in this book, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child, she uses that title, uh, she uses the African proverb for her title. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to um, oppose that, okay? I'm going to oppose right now the whole African proverb, okay? I've done it before. I've said it for years. I'll say it again. It does not take a village to raise a child. It takes godly parents to raise a child the way a child should be raised. Okay? You, you, you don't want the village in the raising of your child when we know the village is off the hook, especially now. It's always been off the hook to some extent, but especially now. So I'm going to say adamantly, and that's what I'm talking about today. No, it does not take a village to raise a child. It takes parents. It takes a family who has values that matter, values that are for the benefit, not the detriment of that child, to raise a child, okay? Now, it's interesting here because Hillary Clinton said it in her book, and I just quoted it, she mentioned other people's children. Now, just recently, this group uh, that is promoting uh, transgender ideology in Florida, this group actually said, there is no such thing as other people's children. Okay, there, there, there is no other people's children, it said, that I guess we all belong to one another, that children are not, um, you know, they don't belong to their parents. 
but they belong to the community as a whole. They belong to the village, so to speak. And it takes that village to raise a child. Can you imagine that? There is no such thing as other people's children. Now, I taught for nearly two decades, taught English in upstate New York in the public school. And one of the things I was very much aware of as I stood in front of those students or sat in front of those students, whatever the case may be, depending on what we were doing, right? But I was keenly aware that I was being entrusted with other people's children. I love those kids, okay? I had to reprimand those kids as well as praise those kids. But I understood, even though we say as teachers, my kids, my students, I was being entrusted with other people's kids, okay? So this idea that there is no such thing as other people's kids, what we're saying is that you don't have the rights over your children. And so here's the problem that's a serious issue, I believe, with the mindset that it takes a village to make to raise a child. What is the what is the village doing today? What is the village raising your child to be? Like I said, it takes godly parents to raise a child. And not everybody in that village shares your values. And so you don't hand your children, whom they think aren't your children, over to a village that is, I hope this not, is not offensive, but you've, you've heard that expression, off the reservation. I'm not trying to be offensive. But you don't hand your children. Your children you, God has entrusted you with these children. And the village does not, in many cases, respect God, honor God, honor you. Some people are sending their kids off to school. And what is the village doing? The village, is, the village right now, our society... Sometimes our schools, um, these community organizations that your kids are going to and stuff, what are they teaching your kids? They're teaching them about, have you heard about, about masturbation? That, that now the conversation is that at, at the youngest age, that children should be taught that masturbation is healthy and how to do it, as well as grandma, okay? You're talking about grandma too. Can you imagine that? They want your children to do the healthy masturbation thing. And they start that at an extremely young age. That's what the village is doing. The village is teaching uh, swimmers who are men that it's okay for them to compete against women. Because you feel like a, a, a woman today, even though biologically, obviously, you're not. That's what the village is, is, is teaching. The village is teaching that, that, that God doesn't exist. That's what the village is teaching. That's how the village wants to raise your kids. The village wants to teach your kids that a woman should have the right to kill a baby living within her to abort that baby because it may be inconvenient and that you should, you know, celebrate your abortion or whatever the hashtag has been. That's what the village is teaching. So no, it doesn't take a village. What it takes 
are godly parents, a godly family, prayerfully a godly church who can come alongside your children and help reinforce the values that you want your children to have. But ultimately, your family's the village. And that's what it takes. Stop. We need to stop thinking. And I'm not trying to diss the African proverb. And I'm going, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what a village could look like and did look like for me growing up and for many people. But what they're talking about now with this whole village concept and there's no such thing as other people's children. And so, you know, anything goes and you don't have the right to, te- you know, I mean, really? Guys, we better wake up. They're coming after your children. They're already coming after your children. That's what turned things around in Virginia with Yunkin winning that election. Why? Because the village wants to teach critical race theory. The village wants Black Lives Matter to rule in the minds of your kids. The village wants to make, uh, when we talk about critical race theory, wants to make people apologize just for the color of their skin who haven't done anything wrong. The village wants to make your child feel like a victim instead of a victor. That's what the village wants to do. So I reject outright, as I've said many times over the years, no. It's not going to be the village raising the kids that people who have certain values and morals. and No, it can't, it can't be the village because the village is off the hook, right? Now, you might say to me, well, you know, we have to look out for one another. Absolutely. But let me tell you about what my experience was. And I bet, I hope your experience as well, okay? Now, when I was growing up, my family would allow people to reprimand me. You know, the neighbors, the nosy neighbors in particular, as I thought of them. But there were certain neighbors or there were certain people in church or even at school, I remember, teachers. But there were certain people that the adults in my life would say, look, If you see her getting out of line, you know what you can do. And y'all know what that meant. (laughs) But there were certain people who were given that charge. You yoke her up and you put her in her place and you, you take it to her. You fan that tail if you have to. And I Oh, I couldn't stand it when I when they would say that. Because I'm like, don't you be getting so-and-so told off if they try to step to me. So my mouth was running, right, to myself. Anyway, my internal my uh, my internal dialogue or monologue or whatever it's called. Interior monologue. But um, there were people who were given that permission. And I, I didn't like it. But let me explain that. So you would say, well, that kind of falls under the, you know, the village raising a child. No, the only people allowed in the village, the only people who are part of that village were people that the adults in my life trusted, trusted to, to stand by the values that my family wanted me to have. Not everybody was a part of that. Not everybody was in the village. Okay. Because that wasn't, that wasn't going to work. There were certain neighbors 
for whatever reason, I know my Aunt Mary in particular just didn't trust and didn't like, really would have preferred we didn't even hang out with their with their kids. And I, there was some I didn't even know why. I don't know why. There was nothing wrong with those kids as far as I was concerned. I don't know what the deal was with the family, but there were just certain people. And I know that the adults in my life were just like, no. The, they didn't go to those adults and say, look out for my kid and, you know, make sure that they stay in line. And if they don't, you have my permission to do X, Y, and Z. Not everyone could do that. Why? Because for whatever reason, they weren't seen as people who shared our values. And not everybody had the authority and the right to, to step into the children's lives. So while we leaned on people to do certain things to help us, they were people who were trusted. They were people who were a part of what we valued. Those were the people in our community. But as far as this concept as there's no such thing as other people's kids and anybody could just step to us as kids, that wasn't going to work in my family. In fact, that was going to probably turn out really, really bad. So the people who did get a, were a, a part of that were people who we trusted, my aunt trusted or, or my mom trusted or my uncle trusted or, who, or you know, whoever the adult was in, in my life. Not everybody should be speaking into your kids' lives. Not everybody should be raising your children. Why? Because many people feel like this group, uh, Together Rising, and that is that there is no such thing as other people's children. And therefore, when your back is turned, they think that they can speak into your child anything they want. They can try to twist their thinking from that which you know is moral. And then they can be, be making cases for masturbation. For, for, you know, deciding that, you know, today I'm, I'm going to go into the girls' locker room because today I feel like a girl. You know, tomorrow I'll do that because I feel like a boy. You know, they, they, that's, they think that's okay. And that's what they instill in your children. And then they go in the classroom and they push their political agenda. You know? So let's think about this seriously. Stop going around saying it takes a village to raise a child. It takes godly people to raise the kind of children we want in this society. It takes people who are part of our, our oikos, our, our core. Know who those people are. And then trust your children with those people who, may, who will come along and walk alongside you. And help reinforce what you want your children to learn. Because they're your children. They're really God's children, to be honest. And because they're God's children and he's entrusted them to you, he expects you to, to use wisdom in the people you entrust with your kids. You know, maybe maybe there was a time when parents could just, even with the, the public school, man, maybe there was a time when you could just drop your kid off and turn and walk and, and not and not worry about what, what's going on there, not worried about what, what's the seeds that are being planted in their lives. Maybe there was a time. I don't know. But the time is not now. And listen, I again, I was a public school teacher and I worked with amazing teachers and, and, and most of them have children's best interests at heart. But people are people. And people of the village... 
are not necessarily like the people in your in your family or in your um your community of people you trust so don't be naive maybe there was a time even when you could send your kid off to sunday school sometimes and not think about it but nowadays we're living in times where people are sending their kids off to sunday school and and the stuff that people you know these the churches are allowing or or even the danger that some of these kids are in because the village is in need of help we can't just do that anymore so don't just think well the village has it taken care of these folks have it taken care of no you better be mindful that it's you who is entrusted with your child who's god's child really but it's it's you okay so that's what it takes to raise a child it takes godly people it takes people of integrity it takes people who share your values don't allow the village to take over you don't need the village the village is off the hook way off the hook and if you haven't noticed it's getting i'm gonna make up a phrase off the hooker oh that didn't sound right <laughs> i didn't mean it like that but you know what that's a part of it too that is certainly a part of it as well so reject it reject it and let's do right by our kids because it is so necessary right now that we protect our children because they their minds are being messed with in ways that we probably growing up could not have imagined value your family your values and the people you trust who share those values it don't take no village to raise a child but it takes you it takes you so thank you for tuning into this episode of the Adrian Ross show. And also, would you please go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts we have? We've got several. We have uh, the Ken Burns show. We have the Pac-Man podcast. We have the Essentials with Maddie Flint. And of course, we have the Adrian Ross show. So go to the bmgnetwork.com and check it out. All right. Also, would you please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you may leave a review and a rating for the show? That would mean a lot. And I love to read them on the show when I have them. I love to read them. So please, please take a moment to rate it. Give it a five star rating. That's five. Five star rating if you love it. And also write a, a brief review or a long review, whatever suits your fancy. All right. Also, you can check me out. Uh, adrianrosscolumn.com I have a column called My View, My Voice. Go there, check it out, subscribe. Go to adrianrosscolumn.com my website, and adrianrossacademy.com It's an online school, so lots of things going on and I don't want you to miss any of it. So thank you again for tuning in and I will catch you next time on The Adrian Ross Show. And remember, don't take no village. Excuse my bad English but it takes you. Thank you. God bless you. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. 
Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.